0: This morning, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures. It is Palm Sunday. This is Holy Week, and we, um, like I've shared, will look towards a resurrection that we'll celebrate together next week. But you have to have the week leading up to Easter to have Resurrection Sunday. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 16. Also, uh, some other scriptures we'll, we'll be looking at. And the question that we're looking at is, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? If you've ever described somebody, if you've ever been asked, tell me about this person, and you've used words to describe that person, you have used your own experiences or your own thoughts to come up with how to describe somebody. If I was to ask our guys in here, man, if I said, tell me about your favorite fishing buddy, right? Right? Tell me about your favorite fishing buddy. You might say, well, I like old George, you know, we always have a good time going out whether we catch fish or don't catch fish. It's, it's all the same. I, we talk about things that don't matter. You would have all, go on and on if you like to fish with somebody about why you like to go fishing with that person. Now, guys, if I ask you that question and then I ask you, guys, tell me about your wife, your answers better be different. Amen, ladies? There's no amen for many of the ladies, all right? You're, 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 the way you describe somebody, the way you describe your fishing buddy, guys, ought to be different than the way that you describe your, your wife. Amen, ladies? There, there's a few. All right, all right. The way we describe somebody matters. The, way, the words that we use. This morning, we're, we're kind of wrapping up this idea of looking at Jesus' teaching in his conversations. I call them crucial conversations that he has things in his last week of ministry and we're gonna go back a little earlier in his ministry today but things his teaching his points that he made that are for us today not just for the people back in his day or somebody else that's not in here these these things that he says are for us to think about today for us right here right now the words that we use to describe Jesus how you say this is who Jesus is matters, just like it matters how you describe a friend, a fishing buddy, or your spouse, or your kids. If you describe somebody to me, I can tell by the words that you use and the way that you say it what you think about that person, right? If I ask you about your, uh, your kids and you look down and you say, well, you know, and I can tell how you think about your kids, Right? Your grandkids, if I say, tell me about your grandkids and you pull out 35 pictures on your phone or your, your, if you've got a billfold and they just fall out and you tell me their life story and how many awards they've got, I could tell a lot about what you think about your grandkids. The way we describe Jesus matters and, and Jesus was a great teacher. His entire ministry was intentional and his words that he used were, were and are intentional. I'm going to get to uh, Matthew chapter 16 here in just a moment. But before I get to Matthew chapter 16, I want to start at Holy Week. So so Jesus has been arrested in Luke chapter 22. Jesus has been arrested and he's going before, before Pilate and Herod. And in Luke chapter 22 verse 66, it says, When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him, talking about Jesus, away to their council, and they said, If you are the Christ, tell us. If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God verse 70 says so they all said are you the son of God then and he talking about Jesus said to them you say that I am you say that I am verse 71 then they said what further testimony do we need we have heard it ourselves from his own lips Chapter 23, verse 1 says this, Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate this time asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. The way that Jesus in His moment of trial responds, we need to take note of. You see, a lot of us, if we were to stand trial, wrongly accused, people saying things that were untrue, people coming up with things that were bad about us that weren't true, we would probably, most of us, right, would stand up and say, whoa, 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 let me tell you who I really am, right? I know growing up, I had a couple of friends in high school who were very vocal on the football field, all right? and they weren't very good football players. They were very vocal though, right? Our football team, when I played football uh, at the varsity level, we, our record for two years was one in nineteen, okay? One in nineteen. Some of you are like, whoa, that's bad. I got my football guy saying, oh, that's really bad. It was bad. We were not very good. And so, we would go out there every week, and we would try hard, and we would play hard, and we would get knocked down, and there'd be 100 guys on the other sideline, and we'd have like 20. And it was just, it was, it was rough, you know? I mean, it, 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 we, we, we knew a lot of trick plays by the time it was all said and done. But I had a couple of friends, and, and it didn't matter who we were playing. The best team in the state we'd be up against, and they'd be over there just mouthing off to these guys. And I'm like, dude. Shut your mouth, brother. I mean, these guys are going to kill us in just a minute. And he would be talking and he would say, I'm the greatest this or I'm the greatest that. You ever have, a, have friends like that that want to tell you how great they are, but really they don't measure up, right? I'm, I'm the greatest at this. Maybe maybe it's a friend that's, that's talked a big game about how good of a golfer they are, right, Randall? Right, Randall doesn't talk a big game. He is a good golfer. But you, but they talk it up and they say, well, I'm the best. Golfer, there is, or I'm, I'm good at this, or I'm the best at this, and then you get out there, and their performance doesn't match up, their, their talk, right? This is the opposite of Jesus. the, the Jesus we see here, is, is a Jesus who will go on our behalf through this Mickey Mouse court system. He will go and he will stand up there when people are hurling all kinds of things to him, and his answers or so brief when you and I would want to call in people to speak on our behalf and to give evidence of why we're great Jesus simply says you said it right I I you you came out of your mouth you who who do you you you're the one who said it and it reminds me of if you can go with me to Matthew chapter 16 his teaching Matthew chapter 16 Jesus is similar in his his tone here in that it's simplistic in matthew chapter 16 jesus is in the middle of his ministry here in verse 13 says this when jesus came to the region of caesarea philippi he asked his disciples who do people say that the son of man is he says who do people say that the son of man is Verse 14, they replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So he says, who do the people say that I am? He, he, they know that this is a word he uses for himself. Who do the people say that I am? Verse 15, he changes his tone just a little bit. But you, he asks them, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus responded, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Then he gave the disciples orders to tell no one that he was the Messiah. Do you see Jesus' attitude about talking about himself, right? Do you see that Jesus didn't go in talking a big game and then not show up? Jesus, God in the flesh, Goes in and he asks this question of his disciples. He first asks, Who does everybody say that I am, right? Who do these people think that I am? And then he gets to a a question that you and I need to think about this morning Who do you say that I am? This morning, if you're here, that question, Who is Jesus, is the most important question you and I ever will answer. Who is Jesus? Just like I asked you to de- you guys, I put you guys on the spot, like if you described your favorite fishing buddy, how would you describe them, the adjectives that you would use? Maybe you would talk about their profession. Well, Joe, he's a plumber, or, or Bob, he sells cars, or whatever, whatever, right? But you would describe them some way. And then, guys, you would describe your wife in an entirely more beautiful way. Right, guys? Everybody nod with me, guys. That's how you would describe your wife if I asked you. We're just going to take all the guys who are nodding their word for it, okay? Just like you would describe them in totally different ways, the way that you would describe Jesus, if somebody comes to you, and, and here I am today coming to you, and I say, describe Jesus to me. Who is this Jesus that this Easter is all about? Who is Jesus that this resurrection is supposed to be about? Who is he? A couple of things. This is what I hear, not in here, but in the world. You're going to hear these ideas with who is Jesus. Some people will say, well, Jesus is just a good guy, right? Jesus, he was just a good guy who did some good things. There's a phrase that... uh, that, that was tossed around a lot, and, and, and it was on a T-shirt. Jesus is my homeboy, right? Jesus is my homeboy. There's some people that, that that's true for them. Well, Jesus is just, he's just kind of along for the ride in my life. He's just one of the guys. He's, he's, in, he's kind of like the guy in the back seat of, of, of the car going somewhere. Now, growing up, my brother, my younger brother, always wanted to hang out with me. And I remember that uh, when I turned 16, there was a rule we had that if I wanted to go out, I had to bring my little brother with me, right? Looking back, I I see what my parents were doing there. At least there would be an eyewitness account of what happened when I was driving the car. And so my brother was uh, was often, if not always, with me. When I was a senior in high school, my brother was a freshman, right? So he was was the young guy on the totem pole. Of course, our football team, already said, wasn't any good, so he didn't really want to be seen with us, right? But he would come along all the time. And I always had to say, hey, my brother's in the back, right? We're, we're going to go, but remember, I got, I got my, my brother in the back. To some people, Jesus is like a little brother in the back seat. He's there, we just have to let him kind of be around. Some people say Jesus is just the friend in the back seat. Some people say Jesus is just someone famous that I know some facts about. To some people, if we say, who is Jesus? You say, well, I don't really know Jesus personally, but I know some things about him. He's mentioned in the Bible. He uh, was a big influence on history, right? He is, is important to the church. He's important to Christians. Jesus is the one who was nailed to the cross. We know facts about him some would say I know a lot of things about Jesus but I just know facts." some would say Jesus is just someone like the Easter Bunny Jesus is somebody just like the Easter Bunny you know I I don't really think he was a true person I just think he was just out there and at Easter time we we celebrate him or we, we remember him Jesus is like the Easter Bunny Some say Jesus is just fictional. You don't have a real faith. That person doesn't have a real faith, and let alone any kind of relationship with Jesus. Some might say Jesus is just a good luck charm, right? Before I do something big, I say a prayer, or I kiss a cross, or I point to the sky and say this one's for you, the man upstairs, right? Jesus is your good luck charm. Whenever something is risky, you... you, you, you say a short prayer, and he's your good luck charm. Some would say Jesus is a friend that you never text back. Right? Now, I, sound, I will sound old about this. Do we have any teenagers here? Right? Good. Then I won't get in trouble. All right. Has anybody heard of the term ghosted? Do we have anybody that's that's heard of that? Okay, a mom of some young people. Apparently, if you... Text somebody and they don't text you back, you've been ghosted. Is that somewhat correct? Or right, I see one mom agreeing with me. So maybe they maybe some of these moms have been ghosted by their by their kids, right? You you text somebody, they don't text you back, or they change their number, you call them, they don't answer your calls, right? Because they're trying to avoid you. Some of you are like, but that's what my grandkids are doing to me right now, or that's what that's what they're doing to me. To some people, Jesus is a friend that we've ghosted, that we haven't called back. We know that Jesus is wanting to communicate and have a relationship with us. And we know that he's spoken to us, but we haven't returned his call. I mention all these things because as I look into our world, as I look at what's going on, all those things are true about how a lot of people answer that question, who is Jesus? He's the friend that I never called back. He's the friend in the back seat that's just kind of there. He's kind of like, to me, he's just kind of like a fictional character. To me, I don't really know who he is. I know, I know a bunch of facts about Jesus, but I don't really know Jesus. I know a bunch of facts just like I know a bunch of facts about a, a sports hero or a president, but I don't really know Jesus to others it would be that he's a good luck charm he's there for me when I really need him he's he's gonna throw me a blessing from heaven who is Jesus to you that question this morning Jesus is just this let me tell you something if your explanation of Jesus is Jesus is just this you are mistaken on who Jesus is and this morning I want to point you to a couple of things about who jesus according to god's word and really according to eyewitness, that this is god's word that we have but this is written by people who were with jesus right we know more about jesus in this day and age than any other historical figure of the time we haven't we have eyewitness accounts and we don't have to say well maybe jesus is like this we see who jesus is in in matthew mark luke and john we have the scripture we have the eyewitness accounts not only a people who wrote this stuff down but remember what happened to these guys right they all gave their life for the sake of this story for the sake of the resurrection the, the fact that we celebrate the resurrection is not well maybe Jesus was the guy who rose from the dead Do you understand that all the disciples but John gave their life for the sake of this story in here they 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 lost their life Paul was thrown into jail because he was proclaiming the message of Jesus And then the disciples were killed, were executed, because they were telling people about who Jesus is. Jesus is. If I ask you that question, who is Jesus to you, and you say, well, Jesus is just this, you're missing it. Jesus is a few things. Jesus' words in John chapter 14, Jesus says this, I am the way and the truth and the life, No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said that about himself. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This morning, when you think about how you describe Jesus, I hope that you believe that. I hope that you believe Jesus at his word when he said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way. Not one way, not one of the many possibilities. Jesus said, I'm the way. Do you believe Jesus or not? As you think about who Jesus is, is He the way to be restored to God or is He not? That's a decision each and every one of us has to make. Do you believe what Jesus said about being the one true way? The way, the truth, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the provider of, of everything good in your life. When you answer, who is Jesus, do you believe that Jesus is the provider of every good thing in your life? Because He is. Over in James, it says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Jesus says it like this. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Over in Matthew 11. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the provider of everything good that we have. Everything good. Now when we understand that, we understand that our kids are a gift from the Lord. That our place that we live is a gift from the Lord. That our community is a gift from the Lord. That our job success is a gift from the Lord. All those things, everything good comes from the Lord. That's who Jesus is. He's a He's a a provider of every good and perfect gift. Jesus is someone who walks with you each day in a relationship. Someone who knows your name and offers an invitation to you to walk with you on a daily basis. Isn't that good that Jesus knows your name? Look at Jesus' ministry. He would know things about people that nobody else could know. And he would call to people, and he would call to the disciples early on in his ministry, and he'd say, hey, Peter, y'all, you, you, you and your brother, y'all come and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Isn't that cool? That he goes, and he knows our name, and he offers an invitation to us to be a disciple. What is a disciple? It means somebody who follows closely behind Jesus and learns from him and, it, and grows in understanding of, of the teacher's teaching, That's our invitation that He gives us. We can walk daily with Jesus. Jesus is someone who walks with us, who knows our name, who knows what we're going through, and helps us along the way. Isn't that a good thing about Jesus? Jesus is someone who walks with us in a real relationship. What about this one? Jesus, when when I say, who is Jesus? You, You respond with, Jesus is the man who saved my life. I've never had my life saved other than my parents who gave me good guidance on what to do and what not to do in life and and adults who stepped in and said, that's probably not a good idea, Chris, that you try that, right? But I'm going to tell you this. If If you were about to be run over by a bus and somebody ran and pushed you out of the way, don't you think you'd remember that? If you're about to to uh, if if you were in the military and you're about to step on a landmine and somebody ran and pushed you out of the way to take the impact or to save your life, don't you think you would remember, remember that? We would remember and never forget. And and every day and every time we would maybe forget about that person and it would come back. We'd say, "Man, I'm so thankful for them. I'm so th- I will never forget that. I'll I'll live each day in in gratitude that that person." Helped me. It'd be be, uh, multiplied if somebody gave their life for you, right? If somebody went to the front of the line to take your spot when you deserve to be there, and they willingly knew knew what was going to happen, and they say, you know what, I'm going to take your spot. I know that you deserve the penalty of death. But Chris, I'm going to walk to your spot, and I'm going to take your spot, and you can live, and I will die. Don't you think we would remember that? Jesus is the person who saves our life through going to the cross on our behalf. This morning, as I talk about that, and I talk about who Jesus is, those are things in Scripture we can see. The most important question I can continue to ask you, whether you're a believer or maybe you're wrestling with some of those other kind of ideas about who Jesus is, the most important question I can ask every person in here this this morning is, who is Jesus? How do you describe who Jesus is? This morning, Philip's going to come, we're going to sing one one, uh, song. I would like for you to to bow your head with me this morning, if you would, where you're at. Right where where you are this morning, ask yourself that question, who is Jesus? I want you to be honest this morning as you're thinking about who Jesus is. Not who you've heard about Jesus or, or other people's thoughts, but really, honestly, in your heart, For you this morning, I ask you that question and I say, who is Jesus? If you're here this morning and you don't know what your answer would be, would you raise your hand so I can pray with you and share something with you? If you're here this morning and and you don't know what your answer would be, this morning, Lord, I pray for those in here who don't know what their answer would be. They struggle with that. They don't know what what to say. Somebody asks them that, if their kids ask them that, they they would say, I don't really know. Lord, I pray for that person, those those people in here this morning who who don't know that answer. And I pray this, that as we sing this song, they they would have the courage to come right up here to the front. And just let me pray with them. It takes courage Lord I pray you'd give them that kind of courage this morning Lord for believers in here they heard that question who is Jesus sometimes we default to just saying what we what we know in our mind but don't believe in our heart would you convict us of that that's going on today in this this holy Week time as we prepare for the resurrection Lord would you just point out places hey, you're talking a big talk about what you think about Jesus, but really your actions are not mes- are not measuring up to what your words are. Lord, And that inconsistency about what we say we believe about you and how we live, this morning I pray you would bring conviction. In this last song, Lord, I pray that you would help us to confess to you where we fall short. Who is Jesus? Lord, I pray that we would boldly take that to our community. There's people who need to come face-to-face with that question this week. Who is Jesus? Just like in your teaching, you, you, you let the people talk and the way that they respond, you, you simply responded to them. Because that's a, that's a question for us today. Who do we say that you are? Lord, help, help us to take a, a step of faith right now. We pray this in Jesus' name.